Welcome back to Ghostly Talk. This is Scott L. This is Amber. And I'm exhausted, but in a really, really great way. Um, we talked to Austin Sterling tonight, who is an artist that we've been, I, I hate, I, it's so easy to use the F word. And you're okay, going to hear yeah, about Yeah, no, you'll hear F about word. it in the show. Uh, uh, but fans we, you know, versus friends. Fans <laughs> versus friends. But you know what? I mean, we are fans of his work. I mean, the guy, here's the thing, man. A guy is as talented as Austin Sterling is, and I know he's probably he's going to be like, "Oh, dude, cut it out," but he's immensely he's an amazing songwriter. Yeah, and when we first saw him, which we do t touch on in the show, he, yeah. he wowed us because he played. He's one of these one man band acts when he would plays live. I don't know well, he's, what he's he, going to he, do he, for future stuff if you know, yeah, but I yeah. think he still does the one man thing. Yeah. And so he's like, he's playing the guitar, he's playing the drums, he's got something yeah, else kick going drum, on. Kick drum, yeah. And. Combined with his voice and his energy, the guy just, just commands a, the room. You can't yeah. stop. You have to, like, you feel it. And so often there's a lot of music you just don't feel. It's just there. Yeah. So I guess the question is, why are we having, uh, you know, a, a gothic Western artist on a paranormal talk show? And, and the answer is simple, is that, you know, as a studier of music and a fan of Austin Sterling's and the Hangdog Hearts, which was his original band, uh, there's a spiritual element to his music that you just can't deny. And that's why, you know, Amber, we talked about this a while ago about, you know, having Austin on the show. And I said, that'd be a great idea because there's a lot to talk about, about well, what his where, art is. where you get inspiration, how that comes yeah, to you, yeah. just uh, how you arrive at, at, at stuff. But this, I think there's something mysterious about what music does to people that is supernatural in its own way because music affects everybody differently in different ways yeah, yeah everybody likes music different types of music like i really can't stand straight up like pop country and stuff like that like it does nothing for me i don't like it but you can't say that it's bs because there's for a million other people, people that love it they're the only people that making money in this they, industry, they so, yeah. feel it they feel it so I, it. You can't, I hate judging because i also like some really obnoxious metal and some weird music well, like, and it, i recently just went to go see poppy and she yeah, came from yeah. kind of like a pop world. If you look her up on YouTube, you're going to see a very robotic young girl that says these does these bizarre like 25, 43 second videos that are all kind of dark. And then she's kind of progressed into like this industrial metal. And it's it's weird. It is really, really weird. And, yeah, and yeah. so for a lot of people, they're not going to get that. It's not going to work for them. But for me, it does. And yeah, you know, in rea <coughs> and, the, and the reality and that's like is any, any, any genre. So, yeah, Austin was nice enough to come chat with us here tonight, um, which was a real honor. To me, it really was. I, again, I know he would be like, oh, come on, cut it out. But to me, it was a real honor to talk to this gentleman, uh, an amazing artist. And this conversation kind of went uh, in places I didn't think it was going to go to. But I'm very happy it did. Enjoy our conversation with Austin Sterling.
So this was a handful of years ago, Amber, if you remember this. I drove out. I think you were in Grand Haven and you met up with me. It was this weird weird thing, like a middle of the week type of thing. And very long story, very short. There was a guy performing in Grand Rapids, Michigan uh, named Bob Wayne. And his band was called the Outlaw Carnies, right? And the drummer of the band, and which was the reason that I came there, was a man named Joe Mitchell, who played in my all-time favorite band called Holy Terror, as far as metal stuff was concerned, right? Bob Way and the Outlaw Carnies, obviously, was a, is what they sound and they are a country band. Um, so I said, well, I'm going to go out and check this out, and I'm going to meet this guy named Joe Mitchell, who was a hero of mine growing up. So we came out there, and there was an opening band. Right, opening which you're, you're never excited about the opening act. Yeah, <laughs> Nice thing. Well, yeah. No, because we'll get to this. We'll yeah. get to this. Well, yeah. So there was an opening act. Yeah. And Amber, you met me out there because that's when you were yeah. still living on the other side of the state. And um, we were just sitting there waiting. You know, okay, Bob Wayne's playing. <laughs> okay, here comes the opening act. And <laughs> this this gentleman, you know, one I mean, a one man band named the Hangdog Hearts. Yeah. Came up. That's why I looked at it on the flyer and said, okay, Hangdog yeah. Hearts. And we were sitting there, and this gentleman laid into it. Yeah, at and first song, I'm like, mind blown. <laughs> yeah. I don't even care about this other yeah. band. Let's He can play all night. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that is to say we were fans since that yeah, day. Yeah, I ran over to the merch table. I'm like, take my money. Yeah. <laughs> now, Austin, <laughs> you're on the, now, Austin Sterling, you're on the phone here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you yeah. for taking some time to come talk to us tonight. Um, yeah. You, pr- you probably don't remember this, but yeah, I think you played a song that night called Terra Hope. And I've been okay. to I've been to Terre Haute, <laughs> and I think yeah, yeah. I, the, I remember the conversation we had. I came up to you that night, and I, yeah, we bought a bunch of a bunch of stuff. And I said, I've been to Terre Haute. I can understand how you'd write a song about it because <laughs> it's, it's quite a desolate place. But again, thank you for taking some time to talk to us. Now you're performing now because you were you originally did the hang to- the ugh, the hang dog hearts. That was you because you yeah. used to play. You played with other people at that point, but you did a, the times I've seen you play. You played on your own. You just played by yourself. So you did at the Hangdog Hearts was kind of a fluid thing. Am I correct? Like with with musicians? Well, it's always kind of been fluid. It seems like, and it still is. But originally, the Hangdog Hearts was like a seven piece band. Really? Um, we just yeah, and. Um, I got halfway through recording my first album, the old fashioned gentleman's music was, which is no longer available. It's not online or anything. Um, but I got halfway through recording that album and basically within a week to two weeks, like the, I lost the entire band. Oh really? And, uh, yeah. And I had to finish that album and, um, my buddies that play with Harley Poe actually helped me finish the album, came in and tracked things and, and then they helped me finish dates that I had booked, you know. So um, I tried to keep it going. I never wanted to be just like a solo guy. I never wanted it to be my name. I never even wanted to be the singer. I just, I kind of was just forced to do that. <laughs> it was yeah. either don't don't do it and don't play music or keep doing it. Yeah, know, yeah. And play. Well, so. you know, speaking as, you know, speaking as someone who plays also, not to your level, uh, I, I'm more of a hobbyist, but it's it's always been that thing. It's been a, it, oops, something blew up. Are you still there, Austin? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, something yeah. something exploded on the phone line. Um, I, I all the years I've been playing an instrument, it, it's always kind of, I've always kind of had that thing in my mind. Like 
I really, because I've always collaborated, right? I've always collaborated. I've always right. played with other people. And I've always had that thing in my mind where it's like, I really would like to do something by myself where I, you know, where it's nice right. to collaborate. I enjoy that too. But sometimes you just want to get that idea down or out. And you, I mean, I don't really know a nice way to say it. You just want to have it unfiltered, <laughs> you know, by other people. Yeah. Right. Um, so it's, it's, yeah. it is that weird thing, but you are performing now just as yourself, Austin Sterling. And to, yeah. to top now, one of the main reasons we wanted to talk to you tonight is that you have a new record coming out. And I, we talked about this like yesterday or today or something like that. And this really isn't a hard date set as far as a release of this record. Am I correct? Right. It's called, right. it's called with the wolves. Uh, and you're just going to kind of release it when you feel like releasing it. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. It's getting printed right now. And, um, I don't know this, this, album kind of took on a life of its own and i'm just kind of um i'm just kind of feeling it out like when it's ready to be released i was gonna start i was talking about releasing it in like april and then it was like march and then april and and then it was like may and i'm like you know what i'm just gonna release it whenever it feels right so one day on social media it's just gonna pop up and be good to go <laughs> so no and that's that's super cool because a lot more people I've seen a handful of artists, uh, bands especially, they're doing that sort of thing now. They're just dropping an album, right. you know. Which I guess if you're if you have anxiety issues like I do, and you you're really in love with a band, <laughs> and you you know they say, okay, well we just finished recording this album, and it's it's April, and it's not going to be out until April of next year. <laughs> you know, it's like uh, right. okay, because yeah. we we know all the loopholes you got to go through to get a record out, even on your own. Yeah. And sometimes the waiting is insane. Uh, a band named Sleep. I'm, I'm sure you've heard of the band named Sleep. They're a pretty big band now. Yeah. The last record they did, The Sciences, literally, I was in. I remember this because I was in Milwaukee, and I looked on my phone on Facebook or something, and literally they said there was an article that said, and just like that, Sleep puts an album out, and that would, and nobody knew yeah. about it. I mean, they kept it under wraps pretty good, and that was really exciting. I thought that was super neat. Like. I get to hear a new sleep record like right now and I don't have to wait like nine or 10 months. Yeah. It's cool. You know? Yeah. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. So just dropping a record like that, I see people doing that now and I think it's fantastic. Let's talk about cool. some of the, some of the music here because you are, you were nice enough to give us some, uh, some tracks of this to listen to. Uh, and yeah. I've always, I've always considered your music to be on the spiritual side uh, religious right. side, what, however you want to you want to tag that. This album really, I, I guess this album to me, and this is just my observation. The the, the songs that we've heard, um, it's very spiritual. It's very meditative. Uh, it, right. it, it's weave with that. I mean, I'm, I want to talk about your inspiration as far as how this album came about, and you said it took on a life of its own. I'm really curious to know how you were inspired to write all this music. Um. So with the release of the album, I'm going to have a, a commentary on the album. So it'll be the last track, and it's about 15 minutes long or so, I think, if memory serves me correct. Um, but basically, I, I talk pretty in-depth about how the album came to life. The only thing I don't do is I don't talk about each song individually. Yeah. Um, so for sake of not being terribly repetitive, for somebody that's going to listen to this and then listen to the commentary... Um, initially I wanted this album to be like 
a theme album basically but it to be like a meditative album that's what i wanted it to be um it kind of it still is that i feel like in a lot of ways but it kind of started to take a direction and the songs started to take on more uh kind of personal meaning and meaning and depth than i initially um uh, wanted for them to to take you know yeah and um I don't know. It's uh, I basically picture the album. I want it to be something that people go to and listen to and uh, kind of use it as a tool to maybe reset or get centered um, or find something in the album that's really going to be um, kind of a stronghold for them, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I I explained it in, in the, the commentary and stuff. And yeah. It, you know, it's 15 minutes long, so I just jabbered. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it's it's hard to talk about your stuff, too. I get that. But that was – I'm glad I'm glad my instincts are in place because as I was listening, I mean – and we didn't – these weren't all the songs on the album. We got we got a nice chunk of it. Um, yeah. But even, even with that piece that we got, that was the, the – if I had to – if I had to – settled on one word to describe with the wolves it would be meditation uh because it's very heavily cool. it's, it's well, very I'm heavily glad, that means a lot man i'm glad that you uh that it came away that way to you because i was i'm hoping that it hits people in that way well so, and there's like that. there's yeah. something about your music like when we were saying earlier about when we first saw you and you're just like floored by what you see and hear and yeah. that happens so rarely in music because we're inundated with so many artists now and i mean we can literally i could find 100 new people a day and whether i like them or not is one thing in but one genre like in, one yeah, genre, one genre music, yeah. i mean it's all out there on spotify and all in all those places it's easy it's easy yeah where once upon a time you had to like yeah. dig or like you, you had know, to work for it get a magazine subscription to read, something read yeah read reviews but anyway yeah. so i think you know i could go out there and listen to a meditative album I don't know, an actual meditation album and just be like, duh. And then listening to yeah. yours, though, there's something that comes through you that I think reaches the listeners and your friends. I like how in an article I read about you that you call uh, fans friends. I like that. <laughs> I was like, that's yeah, fine. I don't know, man. I Well, you guys are very kind. I appreciate all the the kind things you're saying. I And yeah, I don't. I don't know. Fans are, I don't know. I just think it's such a, it's just dumb, man. I just want to be friends with people and I right. just want to connect with people and, I, I, and be friends with people, you know? Yeah. yeah there's yeah. something arrogant about the word fan. Well, it is. It is. They're a fan of mine. You know, like, I don't know. I get it. I'm yeah. like, I would say hey, they're a friend of the band. They're all my fans. Yeah. Well, a fan, a fan, <laughs> a fan is, I mean, to me, it's, it's a word that you project onto something. Yeah. It's not a word that you. Right that you project towards something i mean you see what i'm saying like you know i mean i can say that i'm a big black sabbath fan right i yeah. mean because what's well, black yeah. sabbath i mean i'm projecting that to that band like i'm a fan of of what you guys did um if yeah. ozzy osbourne was to say oh you're a fan right really bad yeah, it's, it's my real bad on, ozzy impersonation it's but the uh, perspective oh you're a fan <laughs> you know i mean it's, yeah. it's the perspective of yeah. what you're talking about and i think the world in the, 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 we're changing as people in the way we we deal with art, though. Too, I think that artists that 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 we look up to, 
right? Like I know, like in your case, Austin, I know there's lots of people that look up to you, uh, and you make yourself accessible, like a lot of artists do now. A lot of people make themselves way more accessible than they used to be because you know it's easier now. We have social media, we have easier ways to communicate. <clears throat> so why not? Yeah. Why not be friends? with people why not make friends as a result of the art you make i mean it's 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 a to me it's a better idea i agree with that one thing also i wanted to point out too and i don't know about you amber what your impression of this this stuff takes me somewhere else too that's that's, what i really like no that's what i was just saying like i can listen to an album like like i said some grab a new age album that's supposed to put me in a meditative like you know state or something it does nothing austin's music does something it gives you the chills it takes you somewhere and there's like it's in your voice i think when we watched you and you were playing all the you know multiple instruments at one time it's it's impressive and but there's just something about it that you feel and so often in music you don't feel things so when you do that it's like ah and so when you write a song work on something what is your process like do you do you just suddenly get an idea for a melody or do you do you start with the lyrics and then work your music around that like is is there a process at all that you use yeah i uh actually just did an interview like a couple weeks ago and it was for like a songwriting podcast or like an art creative podcast and talked a lot about that and i've got different methods that i do um I, I would kind of bounce from one to the other, um, just trying different things to get just that spark to go to ignite, you know, some kind of creativity. Um, it really, but really most of it, since we're on a podcast about su- supernatural things, yeah. I, you know, it's all about my headspace and how centered I am. And when I'm in the right space, it, it doesn't come from me like nothing I've ever written comes from me it comes from somewhere else Mm -hmm. so I don't really have any control over it I just have to kind of um submit to it and just kind of open myself up and say and just give myself up to it basically I think that's especially when I was doing the one-man band thing and playing solo now, when I play with people and stuff, I got to be a little bit more on it and pay attention to my timing and that I'm doing things right and playing the right parts because then I'm just going to mess them up. But when I was doing the one man band thing, I could just cut loose and kind of have a, my own spiritual experience, you know? Yeah. And I think that's what, you know, we were feeling because, yeah, you have all that flexibility and freedom to do whatever you want, slow the temple, speed it up. It's yeah, yeah. like you can't make a mistake because no, yeah, you're you not going to affect anybody else. Yeah, there's no mechanics there. And yeah, so there's yeah. that freedom in that kind of plane. Yeah. But when you when you do, it's it's funny how you say like it just comes from somewhere and you just go with it. And so many musicians and artists just say their inspiration comes out of nowhere. And just boom. Yeah. And they have an idea. They They can't explain it. And they go with it. And great things happen from it. It's amazing how that works. Yeah. It's a, it, <clears throat> right. It is a really interesting idea because it makes it makes you start getting very philo- you know philosophical about those ideas of where creativity comes from or how things are created and yeah, I mean it, there's a lot of ways you could explain that I guess. One way I guess would be, well, you know, Austin your brain is chemically set up a certain way and then these these neurons fire this and this and that and that's what comes out of your your gray matter, right? And of course, right. The the way I do, I like to think really is that you're 
this is coming from somewhere else. Like you may, I wouldn't yeah. say you're necessarily receiving messages from aliens or anything, uh, but it may be coming yeah. from somewhere else. You Grant know? Cameron, speaking of aliens, yeah. Grant Cameron, the uh, uh, Canadian UFO researcher, actually one of the other things he researches is uh, consciousness and inspiration, particularly with musicians and how they get what he calls downloads. Like just boom, download. And he feels like it does come yeah. from a greater source. I mean, whether that's from, you know, yeah. another planet or whatever. And, I mean, everybody, everybody has their own theory. I mean, it's, it's just funny, man. Like, the older I get, I read about theories. And, you know, I'm I'm pretty, you know, I'm religious and I have my faith and things. And, you know, I never care to push that on other people like a lot of other people with faith. But mm-hmm. um, that's a whole other topic. <laughs> I, But it's funny to hear about uh people's theories of where what what happened where things come from you yeah. know whether it's like pre-edemic man or even if you go back to the beginning of like you know adam the adam and eve and the creation story and you know there's a theory that uh satan or lucifer was supposed to be god's representative on earth and rule and basically be his spokesperson and the garden of eden was supposed to be basically where his throne was and since the fall happened and all that kind of stuff, you know, there's pyramid shaped things on Mars and all that kind of stuff. So yeah. there's theories that he took his throne and he moved it to Mars, you know, <laughs> and it's Heavy. interesting. I don't, what do I know? I don't know if that's true. It sounds crazy, but you know, it sounds crazy that aliens might download, you know, exactly. into my head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, personally, yeah. I think, you know, and I try to give all my glory to God because I fully, I experience him on a spiritual level and a supernatural level that I can't explain to other people, you know? Yeah. And when I say that, people might think I'm, you know, crazy. And that's okay. I don't, you know? I, I personally don't think that's crazy. Uh, you know, I, and I've talked about this on this show a little bit. And I mean, I, I think we all have our own belief system. Uh, but I've I've yeah. experienced some things myself in the last couple of years that have brought me closer to spiritualism, I guess. Right. And this yeah. idea of, of, you know, I have questions, too. And I and I it's by my nature to ask a lot of questions. But when I hear someone say that, like, you know, I, I, I through God, through the spirit of, of, of God, I mean, however you want to phrase it. Um, I experience yeah. this on a daily le- daily basis, and it and it and I lo- and it makes me feel good. It puts the love in me. I think that's a wonderful thing. I know there's a lot of people on this planet that would sh- that they would do nothing but shit all over an idea like that, which I think even if yeah, I- and it's okay, man. Like people people are where they're at, you know. And the heart, the thing is, like <laughs> what a lot of people don't realize is they say, "Hey, this is my view," and then somebody who's on a they're they're at a lower like humanistic nature they're 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 submitting to their lower nature and then they get mad and offended because it's not what they believe well then counteractive the person that said i believe this certain thing gets mad at them bringing them down to their level you know what i mean instead of just saying like yeah i look like a dumbass and i look crazy (laughs) to some people and that's okay no, you know, like, um, it's just kind of a weird. It's a weird tango, and I feel like you know, not to get even close to down the road of like politics and Facebook and posts and people arguing, but I think that's the basis of 
the whole problem is everybody just keeps submitting to their like lower nature. They do instead of growing, you know, and the thing about that, and you know what, you're right, Austin, you're a hundred percent right. I think social media, and we've said that a lot of times on this show, I think social media is the basis. I think, I think it may have altered our brains or it hasn't altered my brain. I'm telling you that right now, but I know some people it has altered their, their chemistry in their minds and it is this primordial thing. It's this ferocious, ferocious, how do I say that word? Ferocious. Ferocious. Thank yeah. you very much. Ferocious <laughs> nature that people close seem enough. to have. Yeah, close enough. They, they seem to have this nature uh, as far as social media. And the, the problem is, you know, there was this whole old adage of, well, it's on, you know, yeah, t- you know, online tough guy, online big mouth type thing, right? But I think that's yeah. honestly starting to carry carry outside of the internet and social media. People are getting frantic, and a lot of it has to do with what you just said right there, Austin. And I find myself in more and more situations like this now, where, yeah. and I mean, look, the bottom line here is, and this is just my opinion, is it's okay to have a different opinion from somebody. As a matter of fact, it makes things pretty interesting. I mean, that's what makes things, if we all had the same idea, it wouldn't be interesting at all. And I have listened, when it comes to religion and spiritualism, for example, I have have personal acquaintances and friends that as soon as somebody mentions the C word, Christian or whatever, oh, they they will grab the soapbox and start ranting and raving, right? And And my response simply is, hey, man, you know, why don't just let people enjoy themselves? <laughs> let right, pe- let right. people enjoy their life. And, you know, it's not your thing. That's cool. That's all right. That's fine. You're allowed to not have that be your yeah. thing. So let yeah. this let this person let it be their thing. Let them do their thing. It's it's cool. I mean, I and I, you know, I know it's very, you know, very hippie and stuff like that. But I'm getting to, I'm to that point now where you're the debate is and I've been saying this for years, too. The truth, unfortunately, Austin, this is just what I think. The truth, unfortunately, is something that we rarely ever come smack dab in the face of when it comes to a lot of things. However, the, the debate is alive and well. <laughs> the debate's all around us. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. And, and people can fight and claw and scream about whose God's right or what God is out there or whatever it may be. Um, and it's about faith. We both know that. Right when it comes to that, when yeah, it comes to and that it, subject, and right. it's all it's all a lot more simple than people make it. Really, I mean, it's <laughs> I think that kind of in a very broad scheme, you could almost take that line and attribute to anything. Like everything in life is a lot more simple than what we make it. Whether it's faith or just getting along with other people, like it's there's too much cluttered in the way that confuses us and and then we look at all these different variables and we think this is really really complicated um you know whether it be a certain religion or um practice or even working out and eating healthy and things like that it's like once you really kind of like get down to the basics of it all it's all a lot more simple than we make it you know we we as humans love to overcomplicate everything you know and uh it's it's a hard thing to to battle when you know because um, not everybody in the world view it that way and look at it that way you know oh I know but that's part of the 
choosing to not be non-dualistic about life is, you know, while they're bad and pissed off at you and, you know, kind of pointing their finger at you, you kind of have to be like, you know what, that's okay. Like, I'm going to transcend this, you know, but I'm also going to include it and I'm going to hear their words and take them to heart in yeah. a good way, you know. Yeah. Um, and I think, yeah, any, I think any, like hippies on here. This is a hippie <laughs> podcast. <laughs> no, I, but you know, it, it's, I, you know, I, it's wisdom though. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, yeah, I, I think, I'm making, I'm making light of that too. Like, you know, the hippie thing, but you know what? I, I'm getting older now and I've seen a few things and I know you have too, Austin. And yeah, these, this is how I feel now. And I, and I feel that this is right. Like, dude, live and let live, do your thing here. And you know what? What you just said really, really drives it home because people love to just complicate shit <laughs> nonstop, man. Yeah. Um, and like, you yeah. know, like, for example, food, you're talking about eating healthy and exercising and stuff like that. Um, one of the things I've learned recently is, you know, I mean, and it's kind of a really brash way to put it, but it's very true. Okay. Eating healthy is pretty simple. If you can't kill it or grow it, don't eat it. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. okay. Yeah. Okay, that that makes some sense because anything outside yeah. of that has about fifty thousand chemicals in it, and that's pretty complicated, yeah. right? Uh, th- I, yeah. It's a fascinating idea, and you know, I mean, as far as just these ideas you're talking about, I mean, yeah, people really want to mud the waters. Where I know myself yeah. personally, and I, I'm sure you feel the same way too, Austin. Um, I know Amber and I, uh, we work very hard to keep things just simple. When things start to get a little, when yeah. I start thinking, seeing things get weird, I'm like, okay, let's fix this problem right now. Cause I don't want to so, have, well, and I, yeah. And I'm, I'm a thousand percent like that. I, but I'm also, um, so there's a, have you heard of the Enneagram? What, um, Enneagram? It's called Enneagram. Yeah. No, it's, um, it? it's a, it's, um, it's like a, it's like a personality test. It's, it's not really. Um, it's more of a religious-based thing that um, they kind of they date it back to like the early like desert fathers and desert desert mothers, like when they were living in caves. And yeah. um, they don't really know where it came from. Some people think it uh, it came from Sufi mysticism, uh, but but there's nobody's 100 percent sure. But it's like a there's nine different personality types. Yeah, I'm looking um, at it right and now. It's crazy like- in depth. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now, actually, on my my laptop. As we're as you, and it, yeah, I'm looking at the actual circle and the star. Yeah. yeah, this is this is crazy. Yeah, so there's nine different personality types, and it's so in depth and crazy. But like part of my what I've discovered, my personality or whatever you want to call it is a five, um, and it's the investigator. The investigator, yeah. Um, but like my personality type is very like. Uh, this is too much. Like, <laughs> this is too much. I need less of everything, you know? Yeah. And um, always trying to simplify, you know. Uh, but it's very, very interesting. You just saying that. I'm like, yeah, I, that's me a thousand percent. It's like, this is too complex. We just need to simplify, you know. And that's kind of how I come at music, too. Um, yeah. I have no interest in throwing crazy jazz scores or more chords in the song than that are necessary to get this point across or the feeling across. Yeah. Um, you know, I think when I first started writing songs and everything, I looked mm-hmm. at like, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, uh, when I first started writing songs, I was looking at like, 
okay, what's going to be effective? What's really going to grab people's attentions? And I started looking at the structure of like a lot of pop music and um, kind of tried to steal some aspects of that. So just kind of simple, catchy, um, not overly complex, you know. So I tried to push that over into the weird, dark, gothic folk or whatever the hell it is I play. (laughs) (laughs) And that's true. I mean... It's something that I he- I've heard more and more and more just growing up as a musician and being a music nerd and stuff like that. It's always been that. And I find myself preaching the same gospel now, too, is less is more. Less is more. Yeah. Sometimes I just want to hear a beautiful note or a chord just kind of ring out. That's all I need to yeah. hear. I yeah. don't have to hear 50 notes. I just want to hear one sound. And then maybe you combine it with yeah. a voice or percussion, whatever it might be. But if it's something that just kind of, and you know, and what you were talking about, Amber, something that just kind of vibrates with you, that idea, right? It's just something that you can't explain. There's no way you can explain it, but it's something that just, it makes you feel good. We were talking about this idea of, of something just, you know, just taking you somewhere else and affecting you. An experiment I did recently and this is going to, it's related and I'll get, I'll get, it's going to make sense. I swear, Austin, I swear to God. Um, <laughs> but I, there's this, there's a genre of music in, you know, punk rock stuff called Ramones core. And I'm sure you know who the Ramones are. And yeah. it's a genre of music where it's just a bunch of bands that all basically dress, look and sound like the Ramones. Uh, they're just people that worship the Ramones and that's just the stuff they like to do. So, there's hundreds, if not thousands, of bands in this genre, and I found some playlists that just feature all these different bands that play basically the same three chords and the same three songs, essentially, that the Ramones yeah. originally wrote. So you have this 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 palette laid out there, and I would I'm just going. It was a really neat experiment because I just went through all these bands that more or less sound identical, but they don't because I would be like, okay, that band, ah. Eh. That band, eh, that band, eh. Ooh, this band right here does something to me. I can't explain it. It just felt right. So I put that one over in the good pile. And then I get, nah, not that, nah, nah. And I can't explain it. And I talked to a friend about this very thing. And I said, I pulled about five bands out of 50 bands that I listened to. And I can't explain why these five bands, I dig. Like, they, they did something to me. I can't explain it. And that's the weird thing I yeah. think about music is that, you know, obviously everybody has their own thing. And some people, their their tempo, I think, is that, Austin, where they want to hear 20 notes played in five seconds. Some people got to have that. Yeah. They got to have that speed. They got that. That's what makes their brain. But I, I think the simplicity is the stuff that really affects me now, That what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, it's, and it's different, you know, different strokes for different folks. Oh, yeah, that whole, totally. whole thing. But, like, I got a friend that is a tattoo artist in town. I was talking to him, and he was, uh, we're at the shop just hanging out, and he's uh, he's playing um, just prog rock over the stereo. And I was like, I feel like I'm stuck in the elevator. And he just <laughs> he just loves it. That's all he listens to. That's all yeah. he wants to listen to. And yeah. I I can't wrap my mind around it, but I'm like, good for you, man. Like, 
<laughs> you know what you like and yeah. do that. That's cool. I mean, I, mean, I know, know myself. I'm a, I mean, I'm a huge Rush fan. I love Rush, and that's really technical music right there. And I can, right. but those guys really wrote good songs though too. It wasn't like there's a lot of that prog stuff where I think they were just like, okay, we're gonna cram as many notes in this in three minutes as we can, and we're not gonna really care about how the song comes yeah. out. We just want to cram as many notes in here as we can. I think Rush was kind that's of the kind next of level. Stuff he likes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, but you know, it's totally cool, man. Like, I, I just don't really dig it. But also. I don't think he's going to come in and listen to Bulgarian monk chants to me. You know, <laughs> like that's some of the stuff I listen to, and you know, ninety-eight yeah. percent of the world is going to be like, "Yeah, I'm good on this," you know, and that's cool too. I wanted to mention to you because Amber bought a copy of Under the Floorboards. Oh, that was that was like yeah. maybe the last time we saw you play. And if I remember this correctly, and I was I didn't even put this in the notes, but I I wanted to ask you about it. If I remember reading the liner notes correctly on that on that album, you played all those songs in one take on that album. Am I correct? Yeah, I, I think you wrote yeah, it. Sucked. <laughs> <laughs> I think you wrote in there like I did these all in one take, and this is what what came out of this recording session. That pretty much fried my brain when I read that because I've recorded a bunch of times, and I've never, I can't remember a time that I ever did a one taker and got it right. I always screwed something up, right? So well, that album's really sloppy too. Like if like just on a lot of levels, which all my albums are pretty sloppy, but I don't really, whatever. I'm not trying to snap the grid. I'm like, absolutely everything. Um, but like, uh, that one, especially there's a lot that's pretty sloppy on it. Cause I just did it and I didn't edit it really. Like, I mean, if something was real bad, yeah. you know, I would kind of move like a drum beat or something. But for the most part, like I, I just left everything. It's, and, um, 
I thought it yeah. sounded pretty good. <laughs> I thought it sounded oh, awesome. Thank you. Yeah, it, it was. Well, it, and the average person isn't going to pick up. On well, anything. yeah, no, and I should know better. I should That's know better my theory too. too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's why I was like, yeah, the average person won't know this. Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. Now, so. one of the uh, something else I want to chat with you about too. Now, this was a few years ago. Yeah. Now, too. Um, yeah, I remember seeing the picture of this on because we're we're Facebook buddies, right? We're on speaking of social media. Yeah, and I remember seeing this picture, and it, it, it I I won't lie, it hit me right in the gut. It was just a picture of your house on fire, and this is a this yeah. is a couple of years ago now, a few years ago, um, and one year almost. And in the as of December twenty fourth. Oh, okay, so oh really? Wow, God, how time how slow time moves i guess <laughs> I, don't, I, yeah, I thought it was yeah. longer than that um but you said yeah my 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 house is burned down and you lost just about everything if i remember correctly um yeah and that just that just blew my i was like oh my god this is horrible and yeah. you know i i thought about like should we talk about this thing but i, I really because what i wanted to say to you about that was I watched your journey through that, you know, at least from, you know, from the outside on social media, because you were kind of sharing your thoughts on this stuff on social media, which now that's a cool use of social media right there. Because, I mean, it was something right. that, that I really got out of that because I had never witnessed a person take a blow like this um, by losing you know, all your equipment, you know, your home, your sanctuary, basically. Um yeah. I watched you take that with stride and say, look, this is in God's hands and it's happening for a reason and I'm okay with this. This is great. I'm going to make this yeah. thing work, uh, you know, in so many words. Yeah. I don't know how to even ask you a question about this, but how the hell did you get through that? Because <laughs> I, I mean, um, go ahead. Well, okay. So, yeah, as far as getting through it, it was just kind of like what you said. It's, it wasn't by my strength at all. I man left just to myself um you know my wife and i just on our own man there's no way we would have done that because a little while before that and i actually kind of touched on this because this is plays a huge role in the out new album um we had just a handful of just really horrible stuff happen within just a few years and it was like a three-year period and that whole period from when that really bad stuff started happening to now yeah. is the entire period where this album was being recorded. Oh, wow. So this album was being recorded in the midst of, you know, my dad got sick. Um, he got this super rare brain disease and they call it a six month disease. Cause once you figure out, once they get it, then it's just this down, down, it's just this Downward downhill yeah. decline. Man. Oh God! Um, for six months, you know, I didn't really, I didn't tour, didn't play or anything. Cause I'm basically home helping my mom take care of him as, you know, and I literally watched my dad die for six months and oh. was there by his bedside. He took his last breath. I mean, crazy dude. Like just, and I know a lot of people have experienced these things, you know? So, I have some new life experience where I can really be like, man, I've walked through that, you know, yeah. people have walked through it too. And I can be like, I feel for you, you know? And then shortly after that, as dumb as it sounds, you know, I had to put my 13 year old 
dog down who got me through a lot of things in life. And that was just a few months after my dad passed. Um, you know, my wife got in a car wreck. I mean, almost, I think exactly a month after my dad passed, she almost died. And then we had another health scare with her, uh, a separate health scare. And then just things, just things kept coming. And then the house fire. So all of this was happening in the midst of that. Well, when the house fire happened, uh, my wife and I, the entire time were just like, we sense God in this. Like, we don't sense this as a, we don't, we're not taking this, not because we're choosing to, it's just how we couldn't help it. We're like, this isn't a bad thing. This is actually a really good thing. I don't understand it. I don't understand why, but like, all that her and I were on the same page the entire time, just like standing in the yard, just her and I, we lived way out in the country, like way out in the country. It took like 20 minutes for the volunteer, 20, 25 minutes for the volunteer fire department to get there. Yeah. And it was just her and I, and we were just like, this is good. Like, this is going to be a good thing. This is going to be really cool. And we're going to be able to help a lot of people because of this. And, um, so it was exciting, but a little further backstory, I go to a monastery in Southern Indiana from time to time and I'll spend okay. a couple days just in silence, no internet, nothing. I'll call Lily a couple times, my wife, just check in. Other than that, I read, write, meditate, pray, and just spend alone time. And I'll schedule times and I'll sit down with the monks and I'll just ask them questions. Usually it's about prayer. And I'll, I'll just say, teach me how to pray, you know, cause they're like masters at it. Like that's what they do. Yeah. The last time I went was a handful of months before our house fire. Um, and the monk challenged me to pray for suffering and I couldn't bring myself to do it for like a long time for months and months and months. I'm just like, man, I don't know if I, I don't know about that, you know, but he was like, look at the strength you've gained in your dad's passing. Look at the strength you've gained in these, and these other things that have happened. Um, when you meet them correctly, when you meet these horrible things correctly, they will change you and they will change you into the, they will, they will strengthen your soul. Or they're going to weaken your soul. So on the other side of tragedy, and this is one thing I've come to learn on the other side of tragedy, you will not be the same at all. You're not going to be the same person. You're going to be better or you're going to be worse. And the choice is up to us, you know? Yeah. So with all that said, I finally built up the courage to pray for suffering. And I have, I had, I had (laughs) a notebook where I wrote down all my prayers and my last one I wrote was to pray for suffering. That was the night before the fire. Oh my God. And you know, it's, people can say it's coincidence or whatever, but, and it's a personal experience. I can't explain it to other people. It's like, you know, how do I know God moves in my life? It's like, how do you know God exists? How do you know love exists? Can you show me love? Can you, well, no. Have you experienced it? Yeah. I know love is real. Well, how can you, why can't you prove it to me? You know, you can't Mm -hmm. prove it to anybody until they, experience it for themselves, you know? Yeah. So it's much like this, 
this whole situation with the fire um, and our experience with it is a lot of people thought we were like in shock or something because we, we, we didn't cry about it. We didn't, we weren't boohooing, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Um, so it was, it was impossible to explain that experience, but so anyways, I know that's kind of a long winded answer. No, no, frankly, I'm sitting here just kind of choking back (laughs) here and hearing this Austin, because, um, I've been through that, you know, I mean, as far as, you know, this suffering thing, I watched my grandmother died, uh, re, you know, a few years yeah. ago and it was the same thing. I was there when it happened and I've talked about it on the show here a little bit too, but I was there when this whole thing happened. I mean, literally they're like, okay, this is, this is the end game right here. She's, she's dying like right now. And right. the thought that went through my mind was simply that similar to your idea, I think what, which was. I know I'm going to come out the other side of this thing, a different person. I, I just knew that that's something that was going through my mind was yeah. this is going to change you. Cause this is something that you're, you're going through for better or for worse. Um, this will change you. You're here and you yeah. better just be, be in this moment um, and try to try to learn something from it. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I think, I think it, I think those things do make you stronger that, I mean, I think if yeah. you, if you handle things correctly, they make you stronger. I think when your house burns down, um, and you handle it with the grace that you guys did, I watched this at least from afar. Like I said, um, as someone yeah. who's a, who's a fan of your art, I'm sorry, I used the F word, but <laughs> a, fan, a friend no, I, of your I, art, I appreciate it, no, um, I watched that and I watched the grace you guys handled you guys handle that situation with and yeah i know to me that's that's what just stuck out to me that's why you know i i I, again i was kind of hesitant in asking you about this but you guys it's it made you guys stronger like you said it made you guys stronger. go ahead yeah it made us stronger and i um i'll tell you what man like the it's really you know and i don't want to direct so the strength, so people will look at the situation and they'll see my wife and I and how we handled that situation, you know, and how it made us stronger and things like that. And, and in a lot of ways it, it did, it not in a lot of ways, it did make us stronger. <clears throat> it made us stronger people. It made us better people, but it was not us. You know, I can't, I can't stress that enough. Like when people look at the whole situation and things, it was not my wife and I. You know, mm-hmm. that we didn't just come up with that strength on our own. Yeah. And um, not to get, not to sound, keep sounding all preachy and stuff, but it's just, it's That's hard right. for me to hear um, people say things like, you know, you guys handled that so great. You were so, with, without wanting to be like, I appreciate that, but that wasn't me. You know what I mean? That oh, no, I understand. All, yeah. You know. No, I, I totally understand what you're saying. Um and that, and I yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I I understand what you're no I I understand what you're, and yeah that's a humbling thing to say that though too Austin um, and you know the thing with with this idea with suffering too you know and I keep I tell people this a lot and there's there's other people I've listened to um, you know on radio shows and whatnot and one of the things I I've heard pop up over and over again. Um, was look if you want to grow and be a better person 
you're going to have to be uncomfortable sometimes, <laughs> right? You're, you're go- yeah. Yeah. Um, man, I can tell you, like, it took me a while to figure this out, but I would say the greatest blessings of my life, some of the great, the, I would say they're in the top five. Yeah. Is my dad passing away and how hard of experience that was and our house burning down. Yeah. Those are two of the greatest blessings I've ever had in my life. Wow. Um, they really, I mean, cause they changed me, you know? Yeah. And I, I want, so I don't know how much you know about my past and things, but I've got, I have a rough past. I, okay. I wasn't all, I wasn't a very loving person my whole life. I wasn't very, um, kind to people. I, I always had a soft heart, but man, I was angry as hell and mm-hmm. I was ready to fight anybody at any moment. Okay. And, um, I just didn't want to be like that anymore. So I, I just kept trying my hardest to change that and redirect my path. And, and, and I did in a lot of ways, but that person is still there yeah. on many levels and just being a hundred percent transparent, you know, this past, um, probably eight months, man, like I've gotten into altercations with people where, you know, I just straight up smacked them across their mouths, <laughs> you know, and these other men and yeah. i'm not proud of that man yeah. like that sucks i'm this person that's like be kind to people be loving to people you know yeah but i see somebody being unkind to somebody else so i'm gonna go smack them in the mouth it's like how big of a hypocrite am i sometimes people need to be journey. smacked yeah but is, you know the, the, <laughs> thing, <laughs> the thing about that though go austin go ahead what are you gonna say go ahead no, um, uh, i i was just i was just saying that i you know, I, I own the fact that, you know, it's just surprising that old person was still really, really close behind. And it just showed me how much work, the more I grow and the more I learn yeah, and I just learn, like, I just kind of strengthen my soul. Um, I actually see how far off I really am from everything. Yeah. I'm just like, gosh, dude, I'm so far off base. Yeah. Like I'm such a, hateful non-empathetic person you know more than i would have ever imagined um yeah and i don't say that in like a beat myself down kind of way but it just opens my eyes man you know well and that's man self-reflection i mean i i can't think of anything in my life that's been more important to me is really sitting down and reflecting on myself taking some time and being completely honest with who I am as a person, really being honest yeah. with myself and not diluting anything mentally. And, and that's a tough thing for people to do, you know, and I think that's why people get smacked <laughs> because a lot of people yeah. no. And, and, the, and the thing about that, Austin, is, yeah, we talked about this idea of of keeping things simple, keeping things totally as simple as you can. And sometimes, unfortunately, yeah, and we both know this all too well, is sometimes things just can't be that simple. And you know what? I'll openly admit this. I'm such a softie nowadays. If I, I got to really be careful with this because, I mean, I didn't think I thought I was this 44, 45-year-old tough old man. And I'm finding the older I get, yeah. the, the softer my senses become. And like that's something with social media. I got to be really careful with nowadays. Um, 
I, if I see anything of any animals being abused, for example, it triggers me. Yeah. It triggers me. Um, the other night, we were watching a movie here, and there was a scene in this movie where a child was being murdered. And it triggered, right. I mean, I won't lie, it triggered me. I got up, ask Amber, she's right here. I got up and said, I'm not watching this movie anymore. Piss on this movie. I'm not watching yeah. this. I can't deal with this anymore. See, and that's great, man. Like, and that's, I think that's a good sign where people need to pay attention to those, those tugs. Like my, my wife and I will watch a movie and I'll just be like, man, this, dude, this is just kind of overall just kind of giving me like a yucky feeling. It don't feel <laughs> good. Know? It don't feel and good. Yeah. I'm like, let's turn, like, it, it's funny. My all time go to is rom-com all day long <laughs> and, I'm a rom -com and i'm happy as can be like, i love that um, <laughs> what those are it's, i agree with you like movies like i can never get scott to just sit down i'm like just just go let's go see a comedy let's go see this i'm like because you you always go like you're stupid you're and i'm like the point of the movie is just to sit there and laugh, laugh enjoy yourself yeah. for an hour and a half and walk away from it not feeling like deflated and depressed and that's yeah. all the the, the purpose yeah. of the movie is. So yeah. they're great. Well, but it, it's like my wife has never seen Requiem for a Dream. And oh I'm like, God! Oh, babe, you haven't seen that? Oh my gosh! And then I'm like, Yeah, let's not watch it. I was like, That's like the, one of the most all time depressing movies. <laughs> that like, movie is like, like it's really good, but it's yeah. so depressing. It, that movie is like having a grand piano done, just just dropped on your head. It's it's yeah. I mean, oh yeah. If it wasn't done so well, it'd be one I couldn't watch. Um, but you know yeah. the thing with that idea, though, what I was what I was saying was, you know, it's not always that easy. Like, let, I'll be totally honest right now. If I was walking down a street right now and I saw a guy beating his dog, I would be inclined to go over there and go upside the guy's head. Oh, I, I would. Yeah, I would do it, and I would. Wrong. Don't I, get me wrong, dude. I'm I'm not a pacifist. Yeah, I'm. I'll pass the fist across somebody's jaw. But here's the thing. Like, <laughs> I mean, I I fought. I fought boxing and, and Muay Thai like semi-pro for like seven years. Yeah. And like, yeah. so throwing punches and, and getting us and my whole first half of my life was all centered around just scraps, just getting in fights and things like that. Yeah. I don't, I don't want that. I don't desire that in my life anymore, but I will stick up for people. I will stand up for any yeah. kind of innocent, weaker living thing yeah. In a heartbeat. And that's and that's you know? the thing. Like that's what I, um, that's what I'm saying is like, yeah, you know, it's it's not as easy. Like, you know, when I see something like that, it's like, well, yeah, I'm like you, Austin. It's like, well, look, I'm I'm peace loving dude now, man. I'm I'm trying to chill out cuz I have, you know, like you, I got my past too. And it's like, no, I ain't like that. I'm trying to grow here. But then I see somebody abusing a cat and it's like, I want to take this person <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, you get that primordial instinct, so it's not easy. It's hard to try to keep, you know, keep your cool and stuff. It's it's difficult. It's it's not easy to do that. Yeah. I think it's, it's a it's a hard run. Oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> but I, I think everybody's wired different, you know. Yeah. And I was actually sitting down with a mentor of mine. I've got three separate mentors that I meet with on a regular basis, and I just check in with them. They call me out on like crap and. I told him about these situations and I was just like, man, I just, I just don't feel good about how I reacted. Yeah. And he was like, well, he's like, sometimes he's like, we're all 
everybody has a role to play. Everybody's wired a certain way. Some people are more empathetic. Some people are softer. Some people are harder. Some people are whatever the case is. Yeah. And he was just saying, you know, the world needs people like you who's going to stand up when some lady's getting talked down to in a line somewhere and everybody else is just standing there or whatever the case is. Yeah. Um, now granted there's situations where like shortly after my dad passed, it was just one of these road rage incidents where this guy, I don't know if he thought I was somebody else or whatever, but I'm um, followed me. Um, and basically kind of cornered me and pulled in front of me in the middle of the street and stopped all the traffic and got out. Oh my God. I could have very, uh, this guy, yeah, I could have very easily, um, got out of my car and went up to him. And honestly, if I would have been in a better state of mind and be like, are you okay, dude? Like, are you all right? Like, I'm sorry if I did something back there and like talk him down in a loving way. And it probably would have worked. Maybe not, but it, yeah. it probably would. I have a feeling it would have. Yeah. Um, instead, I engaged, you know, and it was such a pivotal moment for me because I hadn't been in a fight in almost a year at that point with anybody. Yeah. And I, I hit this guy. He knocked him out. He falls in the street, and I start to drag him out of the street, still pissed off. I'm dragging him out of the middle of the road and yeah. he wakes up and he's, and he says all jacked up cause he was fuzzy brained. He was, he was knocked out. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. And I dude, it broke my heart. I'm just like, what did I do? Like, yeah, this guy was obviously having a bad day and I just made it even worse because of me. His day is going to be even worse. And his, self-esteem is affected now he's humiliated he's going to be hurt when he goes home physically and it's going to be a reminder that another man like dominated him in a way you know yeah and that's horrible well that's, but that's it's your perspective though because maybe some people maybe that's the message he needed he needed that to happen to him because that's the way he's going to learn that in the like maybe that guy in the future was going to do that again with the wrong person and get shot yeah. Or it be fatal, or, or or cause some real harm, and you step in yeah. and you do what you do, and you never know how you've actually altered this guy's future for the better. So it's a lot of its perspective. And it, yeah, and no, and perspective is everything. I'm every day. I'm like challenging my perspective on everything, and um, I just know for me, I could have got out and been loving sure. the guy, and yeah. been like, "Are you okay, bud? Like, are you okay, man? You know." and been more concerned about him as opposed to let's face it, everything negative, every negative reaction we have comes from the ego. That's every, everything horrible mm -hmm. about us is, comes from the ego. So I was more concerned with my own ego yeah. as opposed to this guy's own well being. Yeah. You know, and that's what that boils down to. I think that, it's that, unfortunate. No, it is. I'm learning, you know, no, and we're all, and that's what this thing is. You know, I mean, all this stuff we've kind of gotten into, it really comes down to that idea, I think, Austin. And I mean, I'm no different. We're all the same, I think, when it comes to that. The people that care, I think, the people that really do care and they care about themselves and their families and, and the things around them, you know, living or not living, um, it's a matter, you know, you're thinking about these things and you're self-reflecting and you're trying to grow. And I mean, 
I, 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 I make mistakes every day. I'm going to keep making mistakes every day myself, you know, and I, and I've had those things like the situation you just talked about. That's personally happened to me where I was flying off the handle and somebody stepped up to me or, you know, it may have been more of a confrontational thing, or I've just had really good people in my life that said, dude, you're screwing up. And if you don't yeah. get your act together, you're going to get killed by somebody because you keep, you know, in that situation, you're jacking your jaws too much. Shut up. Or I've had people step on and go, who do you think you are, little guy? <laughs> and I'm like, right. okay, yeah. this is the wake-up call right here. You know, some, yeah. this is a wake-up call. And I've listened to that myself. Some people yeah. don't. Some people do. But, yeah, I mean. I can understand where you would feel that way. Um, and really, it's just a matter, you know, we really don't know except for that one timeline we've chosen, what we've done, I guess. And, you know, you that's right. one thing I think the older you get, that's one thing I know I, I find myself pondering on more and more is just this idea of I, I like I, I approach a situation and I let's say I have three or four ways I could I could do this. Like I can go I can go through door A, B, C or D, for example, and they all have different outcomes, you know, and it's like, well, that's where it starts to get trippy because it's like, well, what the hell is this going to do in the long run? You know, there's no way of really knowing that. That's what makes this whole, yeah. what, what we, I guess what we call the human experience, this thing so interesting is, you know, you, you may be doing the best things you can, but you never know down the road. It may be, it may not be that good or Maybe right. you did something horrible to somebody, which you would consider horrible to somebody, but for that person, that was the greatest blessing they ever received. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. So, yeah, and and I and I and I and I hope it worked out that way. You know, regardless yeah. of you know all that, I you know on a personal path, on a personal level, on my own personal path, I just you know I always want to be a hundred percent transparent. That's like. of me talking about it with you guys right now is like, you know, these are life experiences I'm having and I'm trying to figure it out. And hopefully somebody listens to this and they're like, yeah, yeah, man. Like next time I get in a confrontation, if I just meet the person with love, you know, you know, I ask my son, you know, almost every time I get him, you know, we, you know, I would get the, my visitation and stuff with him and all that kind of stuff. But when I get him, I, or I'll just text him throughout the week and I'll just be like, what's the most powerful thing in the world? And he'll just text back love. And I'm like, why? And he's like, cause God is love. And I'm like, exactly. God is the most powerful thing in our lives. And God and in scripture, it literally says God is love. So wow. what is more powerful than love, yeah. you know, in our lives? So you meet hate with love in the correct way, you know, mm-hmm. heavy man. No, and and those you should be able to win the battle, you know. Yeah, you should, you should, and and those are beautiful ideas. I I think they're beautiful ideas, um, and I and I hope, yeah, you know, I to be honest, I didn't expect us to talk about all this stuff, <laughs> but that's super cool. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm kind of, it, but I'm really glad we got to do it though too, Austin. I I want to thank you. I I really want to thank you. Yeah. I, I mean that from the bottom of my heart. We've. I mean, I, I, I'm going to use the fan, the F word one more time. We have been fans. <laughs> we've been fans of your music for a long time and we would continue to be. And where I want to come out and see you. Hopefully, well, next time we come, you, you get around these ways or we yeah, can get down and see get, you. Get you in Detroit. Yeah. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to come down and say hello to you again. Cause we have to, like I said, we've talked a couple times oh, in the past uh, at shows you played. You played PJ's Logger House, I think. 
Uh, if you remember PJ's yeah, Waterhouse in Detroit, that was a while ago. That was a while ago, uh, and we were out for that. And you'll be seeing us really soon, though. But I can't thank you enough. Austin, uh, the new album. Yeah, man. The, the new album. If I, if I get up that way, we'll do a part two or something. And, yeah, yeah. Come on, you'd love you to know. have you in the studio. That'd be super cool. The new album that's coming yeah. out whenever, whenever Austin feels like he wants to put it out. To be announced. Yeah, um, <laughs> with the wolves. Sorrow fills me now. 